Everybody, Locked On Bulldogs, we are back. Man, myth, legend, John Garcia Jr. with us today. Uh, He's much more eloquent than I am, and that's a great thing because this man knows recruiting. We're going to talk about three names, uh, offense and defense, that dog fans need to know, and maybe, just maybe, a silent that should get people's heart racing here next on Locked On Bulldogs. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. Locked on Bulldogs, part of Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And the 199, those of us who are loyal third segment listeners, uh, stay tuned at the third segment for you. If you're not part of the 199, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But we got John Garcia. John is a recruiting insider specialist, all things recruiting. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, not as good as the Georgia fan base because it's like, New commitment every every week, it feels like. <laughs> you know, I think the sweetest thing in the entire world is getting on Twitter and seeing Kirby Smart just say, go dogs, because <laughs> it is, and it, you're right, it's almost seemingly every day, uh, and we keep on hearing great stuff out of uh, the trail for next year, for, for the next cycle, this cycle, and ongoing. Uh, the hits just keep coming, and one of the names I want to talk about, one of the hits that just came, uh, is maybe a name that Georgia fans aren't familiar with yet. It's... It's a little out there, but uh, that's a falsehood in recruiting. It's always here. Uh, Elias Williams, it just announced he has commitment to Georgia. Uh, introduce dog fans to who this gentleman is and what he brings to the table. Well, he's six foot seven. I think he's listed at 230 okay. right now. Six foot seven, 230 pounds, two sports star, great basketball player, and a two-way star on Friday night. And this is where the intrigue starts to hit because you could go the tight end route and you've certainly done it the, the, the brightest and the best of late, even with the oversized tight end. Hello, Darnell Washington. Hello. Or you can go the pass rusher route. I mean, how many pass rushers are guys you line up all the way to the outside and say, hey, go get it? You know, there's just not a lot of those human beings alive on this planet. Uh, he's got a freaky first step for his size. He's obviously going to fill out and bulk up a little bit here going forward. But the the swiftness with which Williams moves and the versatility he could present, even if it's just as a tight end or even if it's just a, as a pass rusher, mm-hmm. is really unlimited, uh, especially in this day and age. You know, I think he could legitimately be the next big o big zero for uga or he could be like a greg rousseau type of rotational d lineman in the nfl former first round pick a guy who was a a safety receiver in high school down in south florida and blossomed into a first round pick at, at the university of miami at six foot seven reminds me a little bit of Greg and you're like, man, I don't even know where he's going to play, but I know he's going to be a mismatch no matter where he lines up. And that frame can create so much problems up front. And you're talking about a class of 2025 kids. So two more years of high school ball and physical development still ahead. There's, there's just too much intrigue to put on one position or one value here for Williams, who, Oh, by the way, on on the basketball court is an Uh above the rim alley-oop, 
give it to him, get out of the way kind of guy uh, in the lane. So there's there's too much to like here, honestly. Uh, there is too much to like, and you say big O, and my eyes again get wide because again we know what dynamic difference maker he was on offense and people again you want to see him running down the sideline leaping over cornerbacks that are too scared to try to tackle him as you should be by the way db you should be terrified (laughs) i'm terrified of that and you think of this guy again and and yeah those those freakish athletic ability i call this like like this is the type of guy where he jumps in a pool and water doesn't seem to to terrorize his movement like like that's the type of freak athlete he is he's the guy that would that could just you know do a box jump out of the bottom of the pool and get out in a heartbeat and you're talking anywhere on the field this guy can just touch and be like all right cool i'll learn this i'll learn that two-way star you don't want to limit him quite yet and georgia coaches are gonna have a field day trying to figure out where to put him Uh, if you had your druthers john knowing the the trail and what it's like for these kids where would you try to specify him with his skill set at tight end or on that line just like you said screaming off the edge and there's a 90% chance he's getting home. Where would you put him? I think it's going to depend on the weight. Uh, right now he's listed at 230, 235. If that starts to balloon naturally, I would probably just relegate him to defense just because in this day and age, it presents such an issue, right? You're talking about a guy who came up as an edge who could be built into an interior guy. That, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario for offensive linemen because he has those twitchy, edge traits but he's going to have it on a big interior body you know maybe 265 270 one day and he'll carry it like he's a little bit lighter so i do think you'll kind of allow that especially with him being so young allow that natural Mm -hmm. progression to push him to the defensive line then you work him as an inside out pass rusher but if he somehow stays trim or that becomes a preference in his plan i have no issue with him being the, the next washington because Georgia has has created that mold for the the jumbo freaky tight end, whatever we want to call it, type of position. And, and that's going to lead to money on Sunday. So you can almost go either way with this thing. It's, it's as close to 50-50 as, as we've seen for, for a big-time recruit in, in quite a while. You could really make yeah. that stout case on either side of the football because he's not just I'm bigger and longer than you, so I'm going to out-rebound you for, for a touchdown. There's some polish there ball skills he tracks it well he runs routes i mean he's lining up outside the numbers and running stop routes as a six foot seven tight end i mean it's really something we don't see a lot of on friday night so you really could push this thing either way yeah and that i think you're exactly right john that's so insightful to say the weight is going to be really the key because there are guys who put on the weight and all of a sudden they lose a step in their movement they're not as fluid their bend doesn't happen and the thing for him on defensive end, yeah, that's great. A, a speed rush tech could get there, but all of a sudden you're going to come up against a tackle that stiffs you with that first step arm. Do you have the density to push back and keep plugging through? And that's where the strength and conditioning comes in. And his hip frame, if it's if it's more twitch, jump, quick in and out route, okay, great. Then yeah, keep him on that end. And he can come down and kind of crack block. We don't have crack blocks anymore, but that feel, <laughs> that, that down block, so to say. Into a defensive uh, lineman. Okay. And remember, Jalen Carter, tight end, early in his high school career, right? Let, let's remember that one, 245 pounds or so. So there is precedent for something like this on the Washington route and otherwise. And, and all those guys are getting paid. So it kind of worked out for either way. 
It works out. This is, again, the edge of the line of scrimmage now is the place to be in college and and the NFL. If you can get that edge, you can set it, you can demolish it either side of the ball. Things are going to change. And and just look at the NFL with the guys that are uh, in the league that change a whole passing concept. I mean, Kansas City got rid of the speediest wide receiver because like, well, we got Kelsey who can just go everywhere in the field and we'll find guys everywhere else. Edge is a huge deal. Uh, and yeah, you you liken Jalen Carter. You talk about balance. Talk about he put on the weight and still kept the bend and the balance on the line. That's going to be the big part. Uh, we're going to come back after this. I'm going to ask John about two names. One in the fold. One maybe in the fold on the offensive side. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a tasty protein bar on planet Earth. High in protein, low in sugar, high in fiber. Uh, they are keto approved. They're dietary replacement, on the go meal replacement. It's great. I was just at Daniel's house uh, and I tried to search for all the built bar. Daniel is my co-host who's not here today. Um, I tried to find all the built bars in his house. They were gone. Couldn't find Naria one because they're delicious. They taste like a candy bar. They have this chocolate. They have this uh, brownie. They have fruit flavors all the way through marshmallow as well as crisp built bar. Tastiest protein bar on planet earth. We've tried them. We love them. Get over right now. 15% off your entire order built.com. And uh, you can get a five pack, a 10 pack, 15 pack mix and match, whatever you want. Also over at uh, many stores that you can find them at built bar. Tastiest protein bar on planet earth. All right, John, two names that I, I want to get to, and one I want to get to that's already in the fold or, or newly into the fold, and then a name that has been rumored by some, I'm not going to say many, but by some, uh, to be in the fold as well. And the first one is wide receiver Tuggle makes a commitment. This guy, talk about, uh, I think the term slippery comes to term. He is a tall, lengthy guy as well. Uh, he is in, I believe he's from Indiana. Um, give me the perception that dog fans need to know about this new commit Tuggle wide receiver. Yeah, I, I think the first thing dog fans are, are probably have already done is say, Indiana, we went up to Indiana to go grab a receiver. Uh, yeah, the answer is yes. So <laughs> so if you think Indiana is maybe weaker competition or obviously not as stout as the state of Georgia or Texas or Florida or wherever, we're used to seeing UGA go get receivers and other players at, let's be dominant if you think it's less co- competitive, right? Okay, so – How's 24 offensive touchdowns sound? You know, it, it's like 21 yards a catch. How does that sound? You know, so oh there, there are dominant elements to Natarian Tuggles' uh, junior season, and, and he's 6'3", 200 pounds on top of there it. it. So there's great, there's a great frame. There's natural athleticism. He is whizzing by defensive backs. But I think what's most intriguing about Tuggle is that his best work might be after the catch, which we do not say – about six foot three, 200 pound high school wide receivers. You know, usually it's, oh, well, he, he kind of catches the ball back shoulder, maybe falls down or, or just can go up and over a smaller defensive back. And that's kind of where it is. No, there are slip screens and handoffs to Mr. Tuggle that, that he takes the distance. So there are, are natural instincts after the catch here that I think increases value because now he's a guy you can get the ball in short order and allow him to go to work thereafter now does he have room to add to his game polish up as a route runner set up defensive backs a little bit more absolutely that is absolutely needed in his game but he can go up and get the football run by you and get by you when you're in front of him and I think those traits at that size became too appealing for Georgia to look past so I I love you know programs that trust their gut 
mm-hmm. it's great to go get five stars that everybody loves. And, and Georgia's going to do plenty of that as much or more than any school in the country. But I love schools that have conviction in the evaluation on the next tier and say, hey, I don't care if this guy's from wherever he's from. Let's go get a Darnell Washington out in Nevada. Let's yep. go out and get a DeAndre Swift in Philly, right? Let's go, let's go out of our footprint if we feel convicted about a player evaluation. So let's go to Indiana and grab a, a Tuggle who is great after the catch at 6'3", 200 pounds, which is not something that we say on the evaluation side of the business. It's usually – big physical possession receiver who's going to help you in the run game as well not so much a guy you're like hey let's just throw him a slip screen and and let him cook after that so i think that element creates really interesting you know upside for tuggle once he does polish up and probably enhance his strengths of of after the catch ability and physicality that's right six three two hundred i immediately for some reason i thought plexico burris is a name i i grew up watching as a kid and i think and and plexico possession up and get him guy but but if you look at Tuggle's film, you're right. The first couple of, of plays are these little quick hitters or an end around where he's kind of like this wing tee, very short to the line of scrimmage. And all of a sudden, it's a little misdirection toss back. Yeah. And he, when I say slippery, this guy is cutting quick and in a hurry. And he is dominating. He's running past all these defenders in a heartbeat. And yes, there are sometimes I, I call them barn finds when I'm when I'm road tripping across America. If I see, you know, a little antique or a little barn out there, I'm like, I'm wondering what's in that barn that this guy's been holding on to for our car wise or, or what. This is him where where not a lot of people are doing it. And Georgia coaches. Yeah, they got this gut. You're exactly right. This evaluation where they see film and they go, oh, that's a dude we can work with. Not your standard name within the footprint, as as you said. But let's go ahead and, and take a flyer on a kid. And this ain't, this isn't a flyer because to your point, you either you either go stiff competition, you go to the camps and, and you and you get a couple reps um, and that certainly is there or you just blast everyone and, and, and you, you decimate them. That's this kid. And so uh, absolutely, uh, this is something uh, that that is just. I think very in line with what Georgia wants to do recruitment wise and what you have to do with NIL and, and yes, Georgia is ahead on a lot of recruiting, but the, I I hate saying this Georgia fans, but hear me out. The gap for everyone is closing because, and and you're going to have the blue breads. I get that, but it's starting to, and you have to be ahead of it. This is how you stay ahead of the game. This is, this is the way you do it. Uh, And that's phenomenal. Uh, Right now. I, I think, do you think right now he's on a couple of uh, industry sites, three star, maybe a couple of four stars. This seems to me that all of a sudden Georgia commit comes up and this is going to be that bump he gets in a hurry yeah. now that Georgia's committed. He's going to go four or five star on those sites now. Is that correct? It, uh, yeah, four, I think, is a safe bet. I mean, I got CeeDee Lamb vibes watching him, you know, so there, there's Ooh. there's going to be. Look, we're, we're humans in the evaluation business, right? Um, so everything is a data point, And when you are a take for Georgia and you get that green light and, and you naturally go back to the film. Maybe one site watched him a year ago. One site watched him at maybe at the beginning of his junior season, whatever it is. When you go back and watch that now with this information, I think it, it forces you to, to sort of double back and say, man, did we, did we miss something here? So I do think that uh, it's going to do it's, it's just uh, mm. diligence here over the next eight, nine months before rankings are finalized. Never look at the initial ranking, Look at the January ranking and, and you'll be good. And obviously Georgia has the number one class, I think in 24 and 25 right now. So, Both of them. Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's going to work out for that group. And I really like what they're doing 
with the pass catchers. We, we talk about tight ends. We know they've sort of modernized and revolutionized it, but receiver has been viewed as a question mark from a yeah. recruiting and developmental standpoint. And the last two cycles, we, we saw it last year going to get the, the Tyler Williams of the world. Now this year getting different types of wide receivers. I really like this strategy from, from Kirby on down because you're going to create some variance here uh, with different types of playmakers. And that's really kind of the final element of, of the yes. Georgia offensive package. So if that gets figured out, uh, it's it, it's bombs away. And, and now you can't really plan for any one strength of, of the Georgia approach because all of it is going to be viewed as a strength. Yes. And that's uh, dog fans think immediately when you have the height weight, you think AJ green and you think George Pickens. And to your point, the comp of CD lamb, you look at CD lamb's game. Um, that guy is after the, that guy's the burner. Once he gets the ball in the hand, he looks at you with malice intent to get past you. And if that's what's here, you're right. Those are the holes that as an offense and Kirby said this many, many times, he has said, we don't want to be one dimensional in any, we don't want a coach like he does to look at a team and go, Oh, Kentucky, you want to run the ball and then bomb it with Will Levis. Okay. I'll just take away your run game and you only have bomb. I'll win that every single time, which is consternation to dog fans. Cause those Kentucky games of recent have been like 13 to six. And we're like, yeah. what's going on? It's because Kirby wants it. He goes, I, I don't care. I take away one element. He wants to be somebody that if you take away the best part of offense, he goes, that's fine. We'll shift here. And it's, it's a very, very smart process. I was going to ask a name. We're going to come back. Third segment, listeners. This is, I'm, I'm switching it up. 199, come on back. If you're not part of the 199, get on over there. Get on over to uh, bonfire.com slash store slash the 199. Get some apparel. Loyal third segment. We'll be back after this asking a silent name. All right, John, I teased before break. Uh, and this is our loyal third segment listeners. There's been rumors that a five-star consensus top dog, best quarterback in the nation, Riola, is a silent commit to Georgia. Ohio State's moved on. They've gotten somebody else. There's still names out there. Um, give give it to the dog fans. Should we hope for this silent, this, this illustrious, mysterious silent commit that Dylan Riola is already in the fold for Georgia? Well, there, there's certainly a lot of indicators that not necessarily just for Georgia, but for Dylan, that this thing is done, right? We, we saw a frantic sort of early spring visit swing that included trips to Georgia and Nebraska and USC, which have sort of been the main contenders since that Ohio State decommitment back in, in December, five months ago. And then we also saw a sprinkle of other schools that were going to get visits, but those have been canceled and or tweaked. So there that's the first indicator of, hmm, this thing is probably getting towards its home stretch. Second layer of that relative to Georgia, there is an official visit plan for him to get there in the month of June, which if there is a, a, a descent in this recruitment and he wants to pop in the spring, having a summer official visit is probably good news for your program because it means you're not only under consideration, you're probably the victor at this point. No word yet on USC and Nebraska's potential to get an official visit but if that remains the case obviously georgia uh, has emerged in, in the best shape but we've seen this thing go back and forth i do want to yeah. say that between really the three but for me i think it's time to say the two i think it's more of a georgia usc battle so do you you stay in the pac-12 footprint play for lincoln riley and, and follow up caleb williams or do you go follow up the the, the national champs in a developing offense that that you're not going to be asked to do the heavy lifting, you mm -hmm. know, all of it at least. So I think it's a really contrasting 
situation for Rayola, one side of the country versus the other, SEC versus, I guess, Big Ten for him. It's going to be Big Ten. Right? That's, that's, that's right. Gonna be weird. That's going to be weird to say. But the two best conferences in the sport anyway, so it's really kind of uh, one versus the other, and you could build an argument for either uh, of these programs. But with that official visit and the tea leaves of Dylan shutting other things down and really the comments of, of Pug and these other Georgia commits that are like, we're welcoming this thing yes, if, yes. if and when it comes. All of those signs do tell you that whether he's a silent or not, that Georgia is in very good position and perhaps the best position to land the number one QB in the country. So it's it's definitely good times right now uh, in the class of 24 for uh, UGA. Yeah, this to me seems like leader in the clubhouse for Georgia. Uh, and it's not done because there's still guys out on the green who's putting and, and USC is going to have it shot. But you're, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Nebraska has nostalgic feel, all that. But but it's, it's not that way anymore. 10, 15 years ago, I would have gotten a lot more stock. Now I don't think so. And to me, this does come down to personality. Does he jive with Lincoln Riley and kind of this hey, we're going to focus on on one thing that's just trying to score a lot of points and Lincoln doesn't care about many other things and Big Ten and those sorts of things. Uh, Lincoln, yeah, sorry. We'll see how sorry. that works in the Big Ten, by the way, because that's going to be different. It's different. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, yeah. Lincoln's going to I, – I look, I admittedly am not a big Lincoln fan. I think he's going to have a world of hurt in the Big Ten because you're right. That ain't, that ain't going to fly. When you play in the Oregons and the Washingtons and Washington – like, okay, sure, go for it. Uh, no more. Uh, ask Ohio Ohio State, State, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, it's it's a different deal. Go ahead, try that. Try that stuff with Michigan, and I I can't stand it, but try it with them because Harbaugh loves loves playing defense, uh, and it's a totally different thing. I think Georgia is the leader in the clubhouse. I think personality wise, does he jive with Kirby and the philosophy more? Is he the type of guy that can say, as Stetson saw this year, um, hey, fourth quarter, I'm pulling you, or we're running the clock. Like I'm I am shortening this game because I want wins. And if Dylan's okay with that. I think Georgia is secure. If he wants the 5,000 yard mark up there, then yeah, I, I think USC might be tempting, but moving to the big 10, that that's a big piece of this. Uh, you have to feel good. Like you said, and these new recruits coming in are, are barking at Riola saying, come on, let's play. Let's go do it. And pug. I, I love that kid's attitude, by the way. I just, I yeah, I'm all about, yeah. he's a, he's a tenacious competitor which is why he committed to Georgia. And it's why they're all committing to Georgia. You're a tenacious competitor like that. Uh, John, tell the people where they can find you. Well, on, on this great show and other great Locked On podcasts, of course. Uh, and then we're talking ball every day on Twitter. John Garcia underscore JR. Uh, that's right. Get over there. He has nuggets all around the nation, all around the schools. And all these recruits we're talking about are not just SEC, Big Ten. They're everywhere. Uh, and John knows his stuff. John, thanks for joining us, brother. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we will see you all tomorrow.